liquidating our FTT is just post-exit risk management. Learning from Luna, we gave our support before, but we won't pretend to make love after the divorce. We are not against anyone, but we won't support people who lobby against other industry players behind their backs. Woo! That one's pretty brutal. He 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 threw he threw FTX as the likes of Luna in terms of risk management, and then he said he had to throw in the we don't we don't fuck with people who lobby against our industry. Woo! Brutal stuff. Brutal stuff right there. So clearly at this point, then the guns are out. That cockum cockum and loadum boys. The guns are out. We're, we're going now. War has begun. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Bread Podcast. And we've got some hot and juicy drama to talk about today. Of course, I did not plan this. Last week, I talked about mostly the podcast was spent on the debate between Sam Bankman-Fried and Eric Voorhees over crypto regulation. And this week, Sam is back in, in drama again, okay? We got him and CZ, the founder and CEO of Binance, going at it on Twitter. And, uh, well, in this case, it's a little less direct. They didn't have like a like a straight conflict, but it's it's lots of subtweeting versus subtweeting and rumors of FTX insolvency. So very interesting. So let's get into it. Let's start out with kind of how this all started in the first place. Let me pull up real quick the uh, first article here. So this all started, if you're not aware of the drama that's going on, I will catch you up. Uh, on November 2nd, Coindesk released an article talking about how Alameda, which is Sam, well, okay, technically Sam is the founder of Alameda, but he is no longer running Alameda. Currently, Caroline, uh, I actually forget her last name because we just refer to her as Caroline, but you guys know who I'm talking about if you're on crypto Twitter. Uh, and we'll get into her tweets in a moment. Uh, Caroline tweeted, or not tweeted, sorry. Caroline took over as CEO of Alameda uh, a couple months ago. So anyways, um, but obviously Sam's the founder. He's still very much involved. And then obviously he is the founder and CEO of FTX. So this report from Coindesk came out a few days ago. And it basically said that Alameda has some questionable uh books in the sense that they have it tallied 14.6 billion of assets but i believe they were borrowing roughly yeah eight billion dollars against it and now the problem is that a bunch of their assets on hand are illiquid locked tokens uh like they talk about down here serum maps oxy fida these are illiquid uh coins that have been frankly like if we pull up the charts for some of these like i'll pull up oxy is is, is one a lot of people have been been pointing out uh, well if we zoom out to the to the year here you can see that this chart is quite frankly just down only it was 235 november last year and is currently trading at four cents four cents from two dollars and 35 so that's 
that's the state of things. Um, but anyways, the point is that they were borrowing money against some of these illiquid assets, supposedly. Um, and we'll get into the supposedly part. And so these rumors all started swirling. And a couple days ago, people started saying, oh, is, is Alameda in trouble? Very similar. Obviously, we had 3AC collapse. We've had Celsius collapse. We've had a bunch of collapses this year. So at this point, people are pretty open to the idea that we could have another collapse. Now, of course, Alameda is the big daddy of them all. They are the largest crypto hedge fund uh, in the world. So them going down would be would be quite the event, to be fair. Um, and then today, so I'm recording this on uh, Sunday evening, lots of stuff is it, it's coming out constantly. So if I miss a little bit, I apologize, this will be up tomorrow on Monday. Um, but we're going to start with the the tweet that kicked off all the drama this morning from Mr. CZ himself. He said that as a part of Binance's exit from FTX equity last year. So for those who don't know, uh, obviously, Binance is the older exchange. They are also the largest in the world. FTX, I believe, is the third largest in the world behind uh, Coinbase. Uh, but they're pretty close. But anyways, so it's basically two of the top dogs. FTX initially uh, raised money when they started in 20, did they start 17 or 16? I forget. 17 or 16 they started. And uh, one of the people they raised money from was, was from Binance. This was this was way before they were rivals. And uh, apparently last year, Binance decided to exit from that equity position. Uh, obviously, it's up a lot. I think FTX's last private round was like 18 billion, if I'm not mistaken. So good investment there. But anyways, they started exiting. And uh, what CZ said is that obviously they exited last year. And he says Binance received roughly 2.1 billion USD equivalent in cash, BUSD, which is Binance's stablecoin, and FTT, which is FTX token. Due to recent revelations that have come to light, we have decided to liquidate any remaining FTT on our books. And then he goes on to say that we will try to do so in a way that minimizes market impact and blah, blah, blah. Binance always encourages collaboration between industry players regarding any speculation as to whether this is a move against a competitor. It's not. Our industry is in its nascency. And every time a project publicly fails, it hurts every user in every platform. We typically hold tokens for the long term, and we have held on to this token for long. For this long, we stay transparent with our actions. Um, okay, let's be real. That's a load of uh, uh, horse crap. Uh, who the hell announces that they have a ton of a token and that we're going to be selling it? Nobody, unless you're trying to purposely tank that token. Um, are they actually rivals is like a question that people were asking i say yes because i actually tweeted hold on hold on hold on live pulling up tweets pulling up my own tweet i had a tweet this morning that showed uh that a few people missed hold on i gotta scroll through my replies give me one second here we go um this is a tweet from uh sisyphus do we think the cz sbf beef is more like a wwe beef where they're actually fine with each other, or is it genuine animosity? And, uh, well, I replied saying genuine animosity, quote tweeting this from October 29th, last week, when all the regulation uh, controversy was going around. Uh, SBF replied to a tweet saying, been an absolute pleasure watching CZ have the extremely difficult but transformative debates on Twitter this past week. 
to ensure the crypto industry moves forward in the best possible way. And SBF, very, very pe pedally, pedally, petty, pedally, is that a word? Pedally, said, excited to see him repping the industry in DC going forward. Uh, he is allowed to go to DC, right? Oof, oof, the shade. Uh, referencing that CZ may or may not be running an illegal operation, and if he were to arrive on U.S. soil, there may be federal authorities waiting for him. Of course, this is all speculation, but the fact that Sam would tweet that probably tells you that they're not they're not on the best of terms, I would say. And so we move on. So that was the initial. This is this is this is we're just getting into it, folks. We're just getting into it. Okay, that was the start of it. That was CZ's first response, and then Caroline. The head of, see, I don't even know her last name because she didn't have it on Twitter. How am I supposed to know it? Okay. At Caroline Capital. I don't know. I, someone look it up. I'm not going to look it up. Who cares? Caroline. Caroline from, from Alameda. By the way, if you, if, you didn't, if you didn't know this, if you didn't know this, drama, I'm going to say this right now. Drama's fun. Okay. Anybody who says, hey, I'm going to say this. To all my ladies out there, to all my ladies in the house. All right, the the like five percent of you, four percent of you, according to to the analytics uh, for the podcast and for the YouTube channel, uh, there are four percent of you out there. We we appreciate you. Okay, let me tell you a little secret about guys. Guys say that they don't like drama, but that's not true. Guys love drama. They just don't like female drama. Right? They don't care about what actress broke up with who or like what becky said to charlotte yesterday okay they don't guys do not care about that but if you got some some juicy drama about something that's relevant to them you know business or like sports i mean business and sports drama is is really like that's basically all of male entertainment i mean just look at look at like like espn or like any of these sports talk shows it's all drama, right? It's all like, yeah, because this guy, he requested a trade. But then the team said that if you don't play, we're not going to pay you your salary. And they're calling his bluff. And he said, fine, then I won't play. Calling their bluff. And now we don't know what's going to happen next. And then Stephen A. Smith will talk about how it's blasphemous. It's all drama, okay? Men love drama, all right? That's that's for the ladies out there, just so you know. So next time your man says, I don't care about drama, you're such a drama queen, just hit him with the, you would care about drama if it was about Tom Brady. Ooh, how many guys were talking about Tom Brady's wife in the last week? Dudes love drama, okay? All right, all right? Let's just put that out there. We're gonna keep going, we're gonna keep going. That was a tangent. Didn't mean to get into that. We're gonna keep going. Caroline, Caroline replied, adding CZ directly, at CZ, if you're looking to minimize the impact of your FTT sales, Alameda will happily buy it from you all today. But no, sorry, buy it all from you today at $22. $22. Well, folks, it is trading at $22 currently at the time of recording, just so you know. Um, some people read this as desperate. Some people read this as putting, well, she's a female, but putting her metaphorical schlong on the table and saying, come get it. Okay, so interpret this as you will. But that was the response. So this is, let's go to the timeline here. So this was at 8.47 a.m. I'm going in my time zone, uh, mountain time. 
Uh, so, you know, you figure it out. This was this morning in the U.S. Uh, 16 minutes later, Caroline replied with this. Then, a few hours passed by. That Now, CT is, is going crazy, all right? Everyone's going back and forth. Drama, 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 drama. CZ comes back and says, liquidating our FTT is just post-exit risk management. Learning from Luna, we gave our support before, but we won't pretend to make love after the divorce. We are not against anyone, but we won't support people who lobby against other industry players behind their backs. Woo! That one's pretty brutal. He 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 threw he threw FTX as the likes of Luna in terms of risk management. And then he said he had to throw in the we don't we don't fuck with people who lobby against our industry. Whew. Brutal stuff. Brutal stuff right there. So clearly at this point, then the guns are out. That cockum cockum and loadum boys. The guns are out. We're, we're going now. War has begun, all right? And then uh, SBF came out, and very cordially, I think he wanted to de-escalate the situation a bit. And this is an ongoing situation, so there be there could be very well more stuff coming out after this podcast. But, you know, we, we, we got we to gotta get something out there. Uh, and he kind of did the very politically correct. A huge thank you to everyone who has supported us and blah, 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 and... He said, a bunch of rumors have been circulating. FTX keeps audited financials. And though it slows us down sometimes on product, we are highly regulated. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Basically saying we're fine. Um, there were rumors of like FTX not allowing withdrawals. That wasn't the case. It was just that a lot of, well, frankly, a lot of people started panicking because they said, oh, my God, is FTX insolvent? So then people start pulling their money, money out of FTX. And, uh, you know, obviously that congests the network. And on the ERC-20 tokens, the ETH uh, tokens, the withdrawals were, were congested. It was not congested for, like, uh, other networks, but ETH, because obviously ETH, you know, itself has has its own uh, limitations as far as how many transactions can be processed. Uh, it was a little slower. But, you know, he says everything's okay, blah, blah, blah. As always, thank you to our supporters, yada, 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 yada. And then uh, Byzantine General replied to him uh, saying, why did Caroline say you guys are willing to buy CZ's entire bag at 22? I'm pretty sure literally all of this blows over immediately if there's a good answer to that question. And SBF replied, I mean, that's up to her to answer, but they said they were worried about impact, which this would solve for them. And this is just quicker and easier. But if they want to twop sell over the next few months, that's cool too. Um, Here's the thing. Now, now that you're caught up on the drama, I think that, number one, let's just get this out of the way. FTX and Alameda are just fine. They're not insolvent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna stake my reputation on that one. I will die on that hill. Uh, I, I was fully, you can go back in this podcast talking about how Luna was going to collapse i told i was telling people prior to celsius shutting off uh, withdrawals to get their money out of celsius so i'm not someone who's like saying oh none of these things can happen no i actively said bad things can happen but this is a guy in sam who was just like a few months ago offering like six billion liquid cash 
to get into the Twitter deal with Elon. I don't know if a lot of you guys saw that. Uh, that came out in the leaked text. He was offering like billions in cash, okay? A guy with that type of liquid cash is going to be just fine in covering these things. And then on top of that, the reality is that there's a lot of players in this space. And if Alameda did need a little bit of help, even if CZ wants to go after him, and listen, CZ and Binance, they're big dogs. They got a lot of money. But Alameda and FTX are too. And there's a lot of other people adjacent to Alameda and FTX where if something were to go bad, it would hurt everybody massively. I mean, just think about it. Like if FTX were to go under, I mean, give me a break. That would... I mean, you thought 3AC liquidation candle was bad. Forget forget buying Bitcoin at 14K. We'll get a fucking wick down to 5K if FTX goes under. I'll say that right now. So I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that there's other people who would step in. Could be even Jump. Could be who's obviously you know uh, backed by Citadel. It could be whoever, right? There's tons of other players who, who would, uh, I'm sure, float Alameda and FTX a little bit of money if they needed to because it would just wreck them otherwise. Uh, but I don't even think that's going to be necessary. Uh, so, yeah, I, this is all probably overblown. Like I said, we love some drama. We love some drama. Now, is it a good look or a good thing that two of the biggest names in the space are going at it on Twitter like this? Probably not. No. Uh, you know, can you imagine if, like, the CEO of, like, like, can you imagine, if, like, Jamie Dimon from, from, from JP Morgan and, like, whoever the CEO of like Bank of America is, it's like started going at it on Twitter. That would be a little strange, but this is crypto. You know, it's, it's fun. It's all fun and games. Um, I think, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. Everything will be okay. This is just the drama of the day and this wall brush over, but it's very interesting. And uh, you know, it's funny because earlier, let's take a look at Sam's likes live here. Let's test this out because earlier, he was liking, okay, we've got a rabbit eating something, uh, a carrot. Uh, he was he was liking tweets that were basically calling people idiots for fighting FTX. Um, let's see, he's liking lots of tweets and support. All right, all right. He may have stopped doing that because uh, uh, he did get called out on it. Caroline liquidating the low IQ FTX fudders with one tweet. Balance is restored. Liked by Sam. I think he unliked. I think he started unliking these tweets. So that's funny. That's petty. Again, it's always it's always a good time on crypto Twitter. Okay, there's never a dull moment. Doesn't matter, bull or bear. Never a dull moment on crypto Twitter. So that was the drama of the day, and uh, you know we'll see we'll see how this resolves. I would assume this resolves by just fizzling out and not a whole lot happening, and uh, everybody just going back to their regular scheduled programming of solvency and nothing being really much of an issue. So let's move on from this. That was fun, but let's talk about some coins. Let's talk about what happened this week outside of the, the drama. So first up, we had Solana breakpoint this week, and there was a bunch of Solana stuff that came out. So let's cover that all real quick. Um, first of all, they had the Google Cloud announcement that pumped uh, Solana from like 31 to $37. That's been fully retraced already, by the way, just in case you were wondering. So that's good. Uh, but Google Cloud announced, uh, by the way, from their main Twitter account. So it makes me wonder, a little interesting, because normally this type of thing, like partnerships, as we know in crypto, are mostly BS and doesn't don't matter at all. Uh, but they did tweet it from the main account, which is interesting. So I wouldn't say it's nothing. 
Um, but basically, they put out this tweet saying that you will be able to do a few things. So number one, uh, Google Cloud is running a block producing Solana validator to participate in and validate the network. So they can run their own validator. And then also, more importantly, in my opinion, is that Google Cloud is working with Solana to bring blockchain node engine to Solana chain next year. So it will be easy for anyone to launch a dedicated Solana node in the in the cloud. So that one's the most relevant. And then you also had at the bottom, you had last but not least, a reminder that Google Cloud will soon be accepting crypto payments via commerce, that's uh, Coinbase's Coinbase Commerce. So you'll have more optionality of payments with Google Cloud services. So they will accept uh, crypto payments soon too. So the most interesting thing about this, this is mostly not that big of a deal, but I think the ability to spin up your own node actually is interesting. And my uh, my little my little tinfoil hat theory on this is that obviously Solana has their Solana phone coming soon. And that is an Android phone, which is obviously Google. And my theory with that is that most devs who are building on Solana, you have to run your own nodes. Um, it's just it makes life tremendously easier, right? And any serious uh, company or or people developing on Solana are going to want to run their own nodes. And so similar to like, you know, in Web2, how basically every startup just starts spinning up AWS, I think that what Google is going here for here is that when people have the Solana phone and start building apps for Solana, that they can just quickly spin up a node on Google Cloud without having to have their own box, without having to, it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a process to set up your own node yourself. Whereas if you can just go to a website, do a few clicks, I'm sure pay some money and uh, you're good to go. So that's that's interesting to me. Uh, I wouldn't give this too much of a, of a huge deal. A lot of people said it was a nothing burger. I wouldn't say it's a nothing burger, but I think that part specifically was relevant. Uh, on top of that, I pulled up an Ansem tweet real quick here because he gave a good, he's there at uh, a bunch of crypto people are there. Uh, he kind of gave his his list of things that he was excited about. So you have Jump Crypto with Fire Dancer. Fire Dancer is this uh, new, it says, we are building, I'm reading from Jump's site, we are building a new validator client for Solana in order to create a better network for everyone and for always. Um, so it's a new validator client, basically. Um, then you also have Zeta Markets. Uh, Zeta Markets is actually an interesting product. I'm interested in exploring it a bit. I think that they have the potential to uh, capture a lot of market share on Solana. I think Solana DeFi is going to have its moment at some point. It had it a little bit in 2021, but nothing crazy. I think that we will see Solana DeFi take off at some point. Uh, it's just a matter of time. And I think if that happens, products like D uh, Zeta Markets are really going to have a, a potentially a pump. Not saying like, you know, go, well, they don't even have a token yet, but if they did have a token, go and buy Zeta token or anything like that. But it's it's a project that I would keep in mind that I don't think a lot of people on the traditional Ethereum DeFi side are paying much attention to. Uh, on top of that, you have a few other things, but the main thing being like the Solana phone and um, they're trying to build a, a, a user-friendly ecosystem. You know, I think Solana gets a ton of crap for a lot of reasons, some justified, some kind of maybe unjustified. Uh, 
But I think that Solana, the thing I respect about them is they have this consistent, like, vision of trying to onboard a lot of people and they do their own thing like the thing in crypto is you have tons of copycats everywhere and everyone is trying to compete doing the same thing and the thing i respect about solana is that they're very like focused on their lane now whether they'll be successful or not time will tell but it's it's at least in my opinion i think that they have a strong user focus more so than a lot of other chains who are more focused on like bringing in you know, whales into their DeFi ecosystems or going for like quick money cash grabs, but not so much long-term user growth, which is really what we need in crypto more than anything. We just need long-term user growth. The money will come if we have that. And so I think Solana's focus on that is is important. And it and it's it's nice to me that they're they're committed to that. Okay, let's talk coins that I am watching. So first of all, I got I got to collect my clout on Aura here. Okay, Aura Finance A U R A is something I have been shilling relentlessly for like I don't know two months now, and uh, I have the I have the receipts, folks. I tweeted this on October six no October twelfth. My bad, October twelfth. Aura is in deep value territory right now. Currently, you can earn about 180 per token in bribes, similar to a dividend, and you can buy the tokens for 171 each. It may go lower, but at some point, when the earnings from owning the token are higher than the price, a floor will be set. And nobody, uh, nobody cared. Nobody paid attention. I got three likes. That's it. Three likes, and one of them is from Maki himself. Of course, he's the founder. He's gonna like it. All right, nobody liked this tweet, given the alpha. And yesterday, if we pull up the uh, the old aura chart here, it went up to like 3.30 or something. So basically, you would have doubled your money in less than a month if you uh, had bought aura when I said it. Because aura is really interesting, right? Let me let me get into aura for a second. Uh, aura, and I, I do want to buy more. Now, unfortunately, I'll be honest, I'm coping a little bit because as you can see, this chart is just up only and uh i was really hoping to buy more at least like honestly i was hoping when it went like above like because it went yeah to 240 or so i was hoping to get it below like two again and that i don't know if it's like that's gonna happen maybe maybe it will but um i've been wanting to buy more aura because the thing with aura is that it generates revenue for you pretty consistently in a couple ways let me pull up Aura's site real quick Okay, so what is Aura? So Aura is basically a convex for balancer, right? In the way that convex was accumulating a bunch of curve during the uh, the curve wars last year and collecting bribes from that as revenue for the token holders, Aura is doing the same with balancer, which is uh, an underrated uh, decks, in my opinion. And so right now, Aura is trading at about 290. So it had a pullback from yesterday's uh, blow off at like 330. And currently, there's a few different ways that you can earn money with Aura. Uh, the two main ways that I have been doing it, number one, is quite simply with single-sided staking. And this is the best right now at the current prices. I mean, I'll explain why in a second. But you can uh, buy Aura and then go over to Balancer 
and single side stake in balancers liquidity pools, unlike a Uniswap, for example, where if you wanted to LP in say ETH USD, you would need to USDC, I should say, you would need both Ethereum and USDC and put them together and then LP with it. Balancer lets you just put one if you want to. So you don't need to own like USDC or ETH. You can just deposit your balancer, right? So that's that's very nice. Um, and so right now that is paying on balancer. It kind of fluctuates, but it's paying like over 50%, I think at the current moment. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, the other method that at the time of the original tweet and why I said there would be a floor in the price of uh, Aura is that they have a thing called hidden hand. If you don't know what hidden hand is, hidden hand is redacted cartels uh, bribe marketplace. Okay, if you guys remember butterfly token, redacted cartel, uh, this is something that I think we talked about on the podcast, like, I don't even know. I mean, it's been months, uh, maybe like six months ago. Um, and this was something that they were working on for a long time. And then obviously in the bear market, token crashed and everybody forgot about them but they still delivered on what they were talking about um and i'm not bullish on redacted here on butterfly token i wouldn't buy it here never interested but they have a bribe marketplace up now and this bribe marketplace is called hidden hand and so i gotta pull it up here and so they work with a few different protocols aura balancer uh frax ribbon tokamak a few different protocols so anyways how does this work well Basically, when you lock your aura, uh, you have to lock it for about 16 weeks. I think it's 16 weeks in a few days. You get VL aura. And what that means is vote locked aura, which gives you the right to vote on uh, where aura basically points the liquidity for balancer, right? Again, similar to convex and curve. And all of these different protocols want liquidity. And so they will come to this hidden hand marketplace and bid on bribes to point the liquidity towards them. And so you can see here, this is the previous round of bribes, and it averaged out to about seven cents a token. And if you multiply seven cents a token, this happens, sorry, back up for one second, it happens bi-weekly. And so every other week so there's 52 weeks in a year so i mean 26 times you get paid out if you multiply 07 times 107 times 26 that comes out to a dollar 82 a token and that's basically what i was saying in the original tweet um this fluctuates a little bit and it's not super consistent yet so that's why i'm still kind of uh, watching to see how it goes because I don't know if the bribes will stay as high. Maybe people will not be as attracted to getting liquidity depending on market conditions. Um, and there's different factors. So I don't want to say that it's like consistent. This has only been running for like a month or a month and a half now. Um, but if it were to stay at roughly these levels, they're basically paying you a dollar eighty just to own the token per token, and at the time the price of the token was a dollar seventy. So that if it was a dividend like a stock, they'd be paying you over a hundred percent on a on a on an annual basis at that price. And so that's why it was kind of like a no brainer to buy for me, and that's why I started buying it. Frankly, I should have bought more. I just 
you know, I, Hidden Hand had just launched, and so I was kind of uh, still messing with it. And I still am. I, I I don't have all my money locked in it. I have about half in that, and then half just in the uh, in the liquidity pool. But I think Aura is one that I'm really happy accumulating long term. So far, the thesis the thesis has proven correct. But frankly, I mean, this token, I mean, even in its current state, it's it's. I think it's got a lot of room to go up. I think it could easily be a $10 plus token, maybe even a $20 plus token in a bull run. No problem. Um, so it's really just a, a a game of can you accumulate and wait? Because the thing is that if bribes are already uh, paying you like a $1.80 a token now in a bear market, right? When, when revenues for all of these DeFi protocols, if you look across the board, are way down, then what do you think those bribes will be in a bull market, right? I could easily see the bribes for this token being like, who knows? It could be three, four, five dollars a token just in bribes that you can collect as a dividend. And the nice thing with that is you're getting income, right? When you're buying aura, you're essentially buying income. It's not just some speculative token. So that's why I had a whole thesis around it. And the reason why I want to start buying more tokens like this that have a real fundamental basis behind them, right? Because my trading strategy is kind of, I like a little bit of barbell theory, right? I like to go with things that are, in my opinion, lower risk in terms of like, they are either a blue chip, like an ETH, right? Just buying ETH at, at, at good prices for the long term, or something that's generating consistent revenue and that I can watch. And if and if I think that the revenue isn't going to be sustainable, then I can sell and get out. But with Aura, I think it is something where the rev revenue is going to be reasonably sustainable. And so I want to buy those. And then my other side of the barbell is, you know, just trading whatever shit coins and meme coins and whatever high risk stuff. Um, so that's that's been my strategy recently. And so I'm happy to accumulate more aura. In fact, I would really like it to go down more because I do not have enough at all. Um, I would like to increase my bag a lot. So I probably shouldn't be talking about it. But that's that's the service I do to you, uh, do for you, my daily bread listeners. So anyways, that's my thoughts on aura. I would love to know if any of you guys have played aura at all uh, and what you guys think about it. But it's it's been a winner and I think it will continue to be, again, I think it just had a huge move and we'll probably pull back a little more here. But if it goes like below 250 again, I'm, I'm definitely going to scoop some up for sure. Okay, other tokens I am looking at at the moment. So this is my watch list. Let me just pull it up. Uh, let's go by volume here, actually. Okay, Canto. Canto is one that I have been in and out of quite a bit uh, trading it. I think that, frankly, it's just like undervalued for being the like a decent l1 on cosmos and uh the tvl that it has i think that it has let me pull up the tvl okay i've got it here so it's got 160 million dollars in tvl and you can see that it's pretty consistently growing here um and that's with five dApps. these guys have barely launched anything on their chain so far i definitely think they'll be launching more stuff now this is super uh, risky speculative uh, coin. I'm not telling you to buy it. I currently don't actually own any. I uh, I sold on this last rip to like 33, and then uh, on the I didn't buy the dip. I was going to, and I didn't because the rest of the market was a little iffy, so I didn't. So I missed this last leg up, but now we had a it whipped to what 36? Yeah. And now we're back to 31. I think that this may be a decent buy area. I don't own any yet, so I haven't re-entered. But I think that 
Um, this is one that will eventually at some point be certainly above 50 to 60 cents, I think. Now, whether it'll get to a dollar or whatever is kind of the meme number, but I think like a, a 2X from here is reasonable. And and again, depending on the, the dApps that go over there, I think that we are very likely to see some growth in that area. Synapse is also supposed to launch their bridge for Kanto to make it way easier to bridge, and they haven't done it yet, even though they announced it like twice, and they still haven't done it. So Synapse, for the love of all that is holy, please add Kanto to the bridge. It has a ton of volume. That's the thing. Like Kanto consistently, like it has 3 million daily volume on chain, which you can look at like other uh, tokens, like Frack Shares has like a million on chain or like uh, Magic had a ton today at two and a half million. It has consistently, even Synapse itself, 500,000 in volume, right? It has a lot of volume. There's a lot of money to be made in fees there. Okay, Synapse. So let's let's get to it, please. Thank you. Okay, a few other coins to get into. Uh, World Cup Inu. Look at this bad boy. Um, World Cup is coming up. It starts on November 20, 20th or 21st. Um, obviously, the World Cup is the biggest sporting event in the world. So there's quite a bit that will likely uh, happen at that point. And there's a few different coins that people are playing based on the World Cup. Uh, the two big ones are Chili's and Algorand. Um, Algorand is working with FIFA on their like NFTs and some other stuff. So Algorand is working directly with FIFA on things and has gotten a reasonable pump because of this. It's pulled back a little today, uh, but it's been pumping a little bit on that narrative. And then Chili's is the one that people have been talking a lot about, CHZ being the ticker. And you can see that Chili's in the last couple of weeks uh, has gone up quite a bit. Now, and Chili's does fan tokens for uh, different sports teams. The ones, so these are kind of crowded trades. And then there's World Cup Inu, which is like a pure meme coin. They paid Ronaldinho, who is a famous uh, retired uh, Brazilian soccer player, to make a tweet about them. And I think they are going to pay other uh famous retired soccer players who need money to tweet about it more as we go into it um but the chilies and algorand are the two kind of obvious plays that a lot of people are doing the one that is a little under the radar and this is the alpha that i'm looking at is crow c-r-o which is crypto.com's token and let me tell you why i'm paying attention to this because if we do a little search here fifa you can see I did a little search before. I think it was uh, Crypto World Cup. Yeah, I thought it was canceled for a second. It's not true. They had a partnership with UEFA Champions League, a different thing, uh, and that was canceled. But this is still going. And so you can see here, this is FIFA.com. The thing is, this was announced in March, so a lot of people don't know this. But Crypto.com unveiled, unveiled as FIFA World Cup Guitar 2022 official sponsor so crypto.com will be having lots of ads all over uh the world cup especially uh, so the way fifa does their advertising is a little unique because it's such a global event that they do different advertising to different markets right it's not just like the same like you don't see the same commercials as someone in another country does and um from what i read crypto.com is heavily hitting the u.s heavily hitting India, I believe, 
and uh, I think Europe a little bit too, but I think not as much. So U.S. and India seem to be there. They're two big markets that they were going after, which is interesting. Um, so anyways, that's one that people aren't necessarily talking about. And I think the chart looks decent. I think that it needs to pull back a little bit. Uh, and if we do get a pullback to, I think I was looking at like 11 to 12 cents area, uh, or sorry, not 11 to 12 cents, <laughs> like 11 and a half or so. Yeah. Uh, that it may be an interesting buy, which we're actually, as I record this, getting there, uh, as things pull back here on Sunday evening. Uh, so that's one that is going a little under the radar. Now the world cup tokens trade with your own caution, because this is definitely a crowded trade, uh, Lots of people have been trying to hit on this. I don't know how much outside of crypto Twitter people are really paying attention to like World Cup trades. Now, it may be a thing that happens kind of last minute, but this is a competitive trade, so I'd be a little careful. But I'm thinking about playing CRO, Crow, uh, as my play for this. And I think Chile is, is probably the easy one too. But again, very crowded trade, so trade at your own risk on that one. A couple more coins I continue to watch. One is Premia, P-R-E-M-I-A is the ticker. It is an options protocol. Uh, there's a couple unique things about them. They are an American style options protocol. What that means is that uh, there's European and American style options. In European style options, when you open the options contract, you cannot sell it until the uh, contract closes. Basically, there's no market for it in the meantime. Right, it's just you open a contract. Say you buy uh, ETH, eighteen hundred dollar calls for December, something like that. Right, uh, it either closes in profit or it doesn't, and that's it. With American style options, which is the ones people are more familiar with on like Robinhood and all these options trading platforms, uh, it's that you can trade them in and out at any time, right, before the expiration date. And so Premia has that. Uh, a competitor of theirs, a big one, would be Dopex. Dopex is one of the larger options trading platforms that uh, is like of the of the tier twos, I would call. Obviously, you have like DYDX, Deribit, uh, a few other big ones. And then you have like the tier twos that are all competing and, and trying to come up. Uh, the reason I like Premia is that it's also on Arbitrum from just like Dopex. And it actually has more volume than Dopex already in terms of trading volume and options contracts. And it's one sixth, roughly, the market cap of Dopex. So I think that Premia is going to be probably a $100 million token at some point, And it's currently trading at an $11 million market cap. Uh, I, I just think that in a bull market, this thing can pump. I, I don't see any reason why. I mean, Dopex got to, I think like a, I don't even remember. I think it was like $600 million or something like that market cap uh, at the top of the bull market last time. And, uh, you know, even still, it's still at like a 60 mil market cap, right? And and Premier is trading at 11 million and it has more volume. I think the risk reward on Premier is good. Uh, every time, basically every time it goes below like a dollar, I buy more. So like I bought some at like 70, 80 cents. Uh, it's at like a dollar five right now. So if, if it goes below a dollar again, I'm going to, I'm going to buy more. This is a long-term like accumulation play for me, not necessarily a trade, but it's one to keep your eye on. They also have, uh, uh, like a, 
uh, token burn coming at some point. They've discussed for a while reducing their supply. Their inflation is pretty limited. I think it's like 2% a year or something. So it's very, very low. Um, so I'm not super worried about the inflation side, just more that they're going to be able to really capture the value from their protocol, uh, which I think they will. They have a really smart team. V Cozy on Twitter, if you guys know who that is, uh, he is one of the team members. I really think the guy is smart. I really think the team knows what they're doing. They put out these like crazy research papers too uh, that are really in depth. So I think they're an under the radar project. And you know, at 11 mil market cap, that's something that like I, I'm willing to to take a flyer on for the longer term, but it is it is risky. And the final one that I will talk about is Fluid Finance ticker Fluid F L U I D. Uh, this one has really gone under the radar. It's also an Arbitrum token. One of the reasons I'm kind of into Arbitrum tokens right now is that it's no secret that they're going to launch a token at some point. And a lot of people think it's going to happen soon. And they're going to be giving airdrops and also doing incentive programs. By the way, speaking of airdrops, I have an airdrop video coming out uh next week or i'm sorry not next week in the next few days so be tuned for that because i'm going to go over all the airdrops that are coming up that you can make money on i'm going to tell you guys right now there are i don't want to say tens of thousands of dollars because i think that's a little like i can't promise that but certainly multiple thousands of dollars to be made from airdrops if not potentially in the tens uh in the next like I would say couple months, there's a lot of stuff happening. And if you're on the ball with it and kind of pay attention, you can make a lot of money from airdrops right now. Like we just saw the, the Aptos one that just happened was a few thousand. Uh, obviously you had Optimistic a couple months ago that was also a few thousand. Uh, there's, oh, I'm forgetting all of them off the top of my head, but there's been like a lot recently and there's more coming. So pay attention. I'm gonna have a video on that. So be sure to watch that when it comes out. Anyways, uh, Fluid, Arbitrum is one of them, obviously. And Fluid is a token that uses Arbitrum. And what is Fluid? Fluid is basically like a fintech app uh, f that really connects uh, fiat and crypto pretty well. So they call it like, the reason it's called Fluid Finance is that you essentially have a bank account that can use both stable coins and regular money. And so you can do payments, you can all the stuff that you could do with a normal bank account. But you can also buy digital assets, you can use like the Ethereum network and, and stuff like that, and Arbitrum on fluid finance so that's really cool without like having to like convert your money and all it just does it all seamlessly for you i think that's really sick that's like what you want to see as far as crypto going forward i used to have like my slogan be we must abstract our way to the future and by abstract i mean like abstract the layers of user knowledge right when when you when you use a bank account now and you transfer money you have no idea how it works in the back end you just know that you click the button and it works right and that's that's where we want to get to with crypto the reason fluid's really interesting is that it's a seven million dollar market cap token on arbitrum i think we are going to see rb season as people are calling it uh happen and when when the airdrop comes and the other thing is the incentive programs it Arbitrum is likely going to do something similar to Optimism in terms of incentive programs for all of these different uh, projects on their chain, where they're going to literally just like give Arbitrum tokens to all of them. And I think that you'll see a lot of these tokens, literally, I don't want to say anything like 
outlandish, but like, I mean, three, four, five X's on a lot of these low caps just because of the incentives they're going to get. And I think Fluid is like a perfect candidate because this is, if you're Arbitrum, you want something like this built. This is a legit team. This is a legit product that works. They're trying to expand their market and they're using your protocol as their back end, right? That's exactly what you want. And at a seven mil market cap, I think it's a pretty good deal. I've been in since it was like, uh, I have a couple of lines run here. I think I bought, yeah, like 50 cents and I forget where. I was down a little bit on it, but I was buying around the 50, 60 cent range mostly. It's at 73 now. It it went all as high as like 85 and now it's pulled back a little to 73. I think it's a good buy. I think anything like sub 10 mil on this thing is a good buy uh, for the long term. Again, I, this is like a, a mix of like real team, real product and Arbitrum uh, season happening kind of mixture play. And I think the, the risk reward at a seven mil market cap is pretty reasonable, obviously trade with caution as always. But anyways, guys, thanks so much for watching. If you are not subscribed, please do, because I think like 80% of our listeners, uh, or at least on YouTube are not subscribed. And if you're a listener, Go watch out YouTube because I do like I have stuff on the screen, man. I got stuff on the screen while I'm talking. So if you want to see that, go check it out. Um, anyways, thanks so much for listening. Airdrop video coming out this week. You won't want to miss it. It's literally free money. I mean, who does not like free thousands of dollars? So that's coming this week. Thanks so much, guys. I will see you next time.